Well, hello and welcome to A Photographic Life. There is no doubt that it's been a very difficult year for many. Those with small businesses and those working in large businesses have all found themselves facing all sorts of difficulties working from home or perhaps even losing their jobs or fearing that they're going to lose their jobs. But I suppose one of the most difficult areas has been the person who is uh, self-employed, the freelancer. They're the ones who've really struggled because they're totally reliant on those people in small businesses and big businesses to commission them and to pay them in a, a reasonable amount of time and be respectful of their situation. It never ceases to amaze me how many people on full-time salaries are so disrespectful of those who have to fight for a living through every single commission. I recently sent out 35 emails announcing that uh, our new book, the What Does Photography Mean to Me book, was now available and uh, if anybody was interested in doing a review or mentioning it, just get in touch. I sent these emails out to key people in the photographic industry, all of whom have salaries and all of whom are in a position of being a gatekeeper. Not one person replied to those emails. Now, am I surprised? No, of course I'm not surprised. I've been around too long. I've been in the industry for too long. Am I disappointed? Well, yes, I am, because I have to say, increasingly, I wonder if these gatekeepers have any interest in the gardens that they have the key to. Are they really interested in photography? Are they really interested in the photographers? Are they really interested in getting good stories? I don't care that they ignored uh, the press release about uh, my book. That's fine. But I know they're doing this to a lot of other people also. And it lacks empathy. It lacks understanding. And particularly during such a tough year, it really lacks respect. It makes me wonder how these people who are ignoring your emails, as well as my emails, are going to feel if suddenly they're no longer employed and they need to be sending out those emails looking for a mention or looking for work. Sometimes it's really important. No, every time, all of the time, it's really important that you could be in that situation too at any stage in your career. Talking about that, it also brings on a discussion point that I've wanted to talk about for a few weeks now, and that's photography and magazines. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I've been watching the Sky Arts programme on music photography, and uh, I think it's very good. It's full of good little stories and stuff. I still find it slightly complicated. I, I don't know, maybe I'm being old-fashioned, but I, th I think I would have preferred if it had been chronological and its structure had been a little bit easier to digest. But anyway, I digress. There was one particular uh, episode that really focused on the importance of magazines to music photography and how many photographers got their break through a music magazine. Let's expand that, shall we, to all magazines. Without photography, magazines don't exist. But it really does uh, make me wonder 
how respected photographers and photography is by the people running those magazines. And it kind of ties back to that conversation I started this off with concerning the gatekeepers. I see it as a magazine's uh, responsibility and the photo editor and the art director and the uh, picture editor and the creative director, whoever it is on that magazine who is responsible for photography to show an interest and be engaged with the very medium that they're reliant upon. Not just in paying well and being respectful, but seeking out different photographers and working with interesting photographers and using those photographers to build the brand of the title. Sadly, I feel as if I'm talking in a bit of a vacuum here. I spent a long time working in magazines and therefore I know a lot of people who are currently working in magazines and who have previously done so. I'm afraid that they share my sense of disappointment about the state of which magazines currently are in. Many of them over the last year have suffered drops in advertising revenue and circulation, and we've lost a few. I think the truth is that coming over the next year, we're going to lose a lot more. And actually what we're then losing are potential platforms for photography. But tying back up to that initial comment I made, what we're also going to be finding is a lot of those people who haven't been reaching out to you and accepting your work or looking at your work, or alternatively responding to your connection with them, are suddenly going to be in the same position. It makes me wonder whether or not they're going to ruin regret the way in which they've treated photography and photographers whilst they had a salary. A slightly strident uh, beginning to this week's episode, but um, I think it needed to be said. I think it needed to be said clearly and with passion, and I hope that's how it came over. One of the other things, which I suppose also ties in with what we've been talking about this week, about that, I suppose, the commissioned environment. I noticed recently that Instagram has changed its format as to how it works. And it seems to be very much focusing on being a shop, on selling stuff. Or alternatively, I suppose, a middleman to help you sell stuff. I think it looks confusing. I've had a lot of negativity around how it looks, but it instantly made me think of all of the photographers I'd heard from roughly about a year or so ago, I suppose, or maybe over the last couple of years, who've been saying to me that the website is no longer the most important part of their commission practice and that Instagram is their way forward and that therefore they were putting very little work into the website or alternatively, a few of them completely getting rid of the website in favour of Instagram. The reality of that, of course, is you're putting your career in the hands of somebody you don't know. Whereas you have control over your website, you have control over the functionality through the CMS, you have control over its aesthetics. The moment you use Instagram as your central showcase for your work, you're getting rid of all of that stuff and you're handing it over to a conglomerate. I don't really use Instagram that much. I post the occasional picture up there and I do use it also. In fact, you may like to know that uh, what does photography mean to you has its own Instagram 
uh, account. So I use it each week to update that. But I don't use it in any way from a professional perspective to do with my photographic career. And in the past, a number of people have kind of said to me, you should be. I think now I'm really pleased that I didn't. Speaking of uh, what does photography mean to you, it's time that I introduced this week's contributor, Caribbean-born, Copenhagen-based Denise Ariana Perez. She's an interactive art direction graduate from Hyper Island, Stockholm, who currently works as a senior creative at the Belong Agency in Copenhagen, Denmark. Perez says of her work that it challenges detrimental theories and notions of black masculinity that stem from westernised patriarchal systems and that have been filtered through the lens of racism. Her photography has been featured in and on Dazed, It's Nice That, The Guardian, El Pass, Vice, Afro-Punk, Hunger, Paulette and Accent magazines. There you go. The importance of magazines once again. In 2020, she hosted social media takeovers for Photograiska and The New Yorker. What does photography mean to me? Um, well, to me, photography is more than just a medium, a medium in which I express myself. Um, I also work as a copywriter, so words are also my medium. Um, but it, I function and I express myself very differently um, when I have to do it through writing and also it's very it's more centered around my thoughts um, and feelings as well um, but it's mostly coming from me and with photography um, I mainly photograph other people my photographic work is centered around people and my fascination with people, or rather my obsession with people. Um, I don't photograph landscapes, I don't photograph infrastructures really. Or if I do is I capture them as a person is interacting with them. And so for that reason, specifically to being a photographer of people, I think, a photographer of people, I think that photography is more of an invitation, is an icebreaker. Um, it's an invitation to be welcomed into another person's space, into another person's or almost, if I may um, dare to get a little bit, yeah, um, spiritual or, um, or mystical in this regard. Um, I think that for me as well, I mainly photograph people that I ask previously if I am... Um, I asked them if, if I asked them for the permission, and most of the time I photograph strangers and I photograph people that with whom I don't share a common language. Um, so for me, building, you know, I'm not photographing models most of the time, and I like to do that with a lot of respect and a lot of 
dignity and and a lot of care for other people's culture and and and, and spaces and privacy so photography allows me to yeah to it serves as an icebreaker between me and that other person and to me what I enjoy the most is not necessarily the outcome the pictures are a bonus but what I enjoy the most is the process um, I usually feel like when I'm photographing someone and I want to create this space of intimacy um, and closeness with this person um, it almost feels like I am part photographer, part <laughs> um, like yoga instructor because you know I'm guiding them through this process in which I want them to relax and and let go and I want them to breathe in a certain way and in some ways I become a therapist at, you know to some degree in which I'm asking them deeper questions for them to reflect upon so photography becomes something grander it's a medium an artistic icebreaker that turns into a medium for closeness in my case and closeness with people that um, I might have just met or I might never see again and I think that that's very special to be able to come close to someone even if only ephemerally um, and capturing a, a moment and, and I also love that photography as opposed to for example painting and to some degree it's it's so grounded in, in reality and of course photography can be enhanced and it can be edited and it can be turn into something more abstract but in my case I like to preserve it's 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 linked to to reality I, I want to I want people to see themselves in my photos even if I am interpreting what I see in them it's still my interpretation um, of them and I want to elevate them and I want to show them in the most beautiful light um, but still I want them to find themselves in those images and I think that that is something very valuable in photography that it's a mirror but also it's a dream <laughs> um, I love that duality um, I really do Thank you, Denise, for your contribution this week. I really love the variety of the contributions, not only in what's said, but also in the approach that different photographers take to answering this simple question. I hope you do too. Listening to Denise there, I could really hear her mind ticking over as she kind of really kind of went deep to try and find exactly what photography meant to her. Some people who contribute write it all out beforehand and you can hear them reading it and that's a, that's a perfectly good way of doing it. Other people just do it as a kind of a free form and that's also a really valid way. 
But Denise there, I think, really going deep and, and questioning herself. And I enjoyed those silences where you can hear her thinking, but what exactly does this mean to me? I was talking to somebody recently about um, that process of answering the question and how it really forces a reflection upon you that you may never have had before as a photographer. As I always say, if you enjoy the contributions, then do ask yourself the same question and see if you can answer it. It's funny, actually, because, you know, someone was saying the other day that uh, the contributions are about photography, and I, and I don't think they are. I think the contributions are very much about states of mind, uh, life and personal experience. The idea of the photograph seems to almost be secondary. I wonder if you agree with me on that. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Had a few people recently contacting me suggesting that they should be on the podcast because they were running photo workshops and they could solve this problem and they could solve that problem. Uh, no, no, it's not a marketing exercise. The idea of this is a thought process. I know that some of these contributions really hit home with you. Some of them may not so much so. You know, what's important is bringing them together, I feel, and developing those themes. And of course, as I've mentioned in previous weeks, but as Christmas is getting closer and closer, there is still time to spend £9.99 very wisely. And the way to do that is to buy a copy of our book, What Does Photography Mean to You?, in which 89 professional award-winning photographers from around the world explain what photography means to them. You've heard me talk about it on previous episodes. I'll just say... Uh, I think it's a great Christmas gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It's £9.99, as I say, plus post and packing. And you can get that from www.bluecoatpress.co.uk. There is still time to get an order and get it back in time for Christmas. For a friend, for the family, for a colleague, for your child who's studying photography, or maybe, hey, what about for yourself? all possible options. So that's uh, that's the, a possibility there for uh, Christmas. Um, since the last uh, podcast here in the UK, we've now got uh, news of the vaccinations. And I think it's really time to start planning forward and thinking about what's going to happen when we are all vaccinated and we can start living a slightly more normal life. Unfortunately, there's still some time to wait for us all to get that. And I know here in the UK, we seem to be a little bit ahead of everyone else. I'm sure that's a good thing. But if you're not here in the UK, or even if you are, we've still got a few months left to hang on. So whatever you do, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please take care. (laughs) 